This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous Podcast yet on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. <laughs> if you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because because I change everybody's voices. Uh, you don't have to be anonymous, though, on my show. If you're out and proud of your lifestyle that you lead, that's cool, too. But if you want to be anonymous, I do change voices. People make up phony names. You could call me from a phony number. I don't care even to know who... You are when you call in. I don't do intel. I don't want to see your pic of your face or anything like that. I just want to hear your true story. So if you have an interesting, naughty, true story that you want to talk about while be, while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, you could be on my show. Go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com or send me an email. If you want to call into my confessions hotline and leave a confession, you can. The number is 347-420-3579, 347-420-3579. Those are edited. The voices are changed over there. All of those anonymous confessions are on my Patreon. You're going to want to go join my Patreon, not only to listen to all those anonymous confessions. There's hundreds of them on there. You get all the anonymous pics of all of my hot female guests who have been on the show. They all send me hot, sexy pics of themselves. Those are on my Patreon. You get Q&As where I answer all kinds of questions. But the best thing that you get on my Patreon that people love the most is access to my private Discord where everybody is getting super naughty, X-rated. You could do whatever you want on Discord. It's a place where my the people that are on it could post their own stuff and get X-rated. You could email people, post stuff, talk to people, post videos. People are hooking up on there. I am getting emails all the time like, oh, so-and-so, I hooked up with so-and-so. <laughs> I don't get involved in my Discord, but there's a big community over there, over 1,800 people. You only get access to it if you join my Patreon and it's only $5 a month for all of that. I really keep saying I'm going to raise it, but I'm like, why raise it? So many people join for five. Why not keep it super cheap so that a million people sign up and everyone has effing fun? The link to my Patreon will be in the description. It's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. It's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. I will leave all the links and the phone number and the email and all that shit in the description. So today I have on Valerie. Valerie called in before. She was episode 610, I think. Her story was interesting. You should definitely listen to her backstory if you didn't listen to it. She was a girl who like got involved or a woman who got involved in the in the swinger lifestyle through a guy friend of hers. And she wound up doing everything. 
everything. She's been there, done that. She realized she was into women. She had women orgies. She started to become a unicorn and fuck couples. And then she met a couple that she got really uh, hooked on. And uh, it became like a thruple. And then it became like uh, a problem. Maybe you want to call it a situationship. I don't know. Is that a bad thing? Um, That's where her last episode ended. Her and the guy had a real strong connection. And the other woman who he had been with for two years before her, and who he was with for real. He liked her more. He liked Valerie more than the other girls. So she's here to tell you and tell us the story about how they are now still together. The other woman has been kicked to the curb. She says it nicer than that. (laughs) But she's out of the picture. Valerie's with her guy. They're in love. They have a relationship, but they still effing play, okay? And they do all kinds of things. They're very hardcore into the sex party circuit, They're involved in a lot of different groups. She explains those groups that they're involved with. She explains the parties that she's been to and all the kinds of DVPs that she's had and the swings that she's fucked on and the swaps that she's had. And she talks about the BDSM that her and her guy have tried and are getting into. And it's all that kind of good stuff. She's got a lot of specific stories. It's super interesting so and she sent me pics she's got hot pics i have them over on my patreon make sure to go over there to see her hot pics but anyway i'm gonna be right back on with valerie this is the strictly anonymous podcast uh, hi, Valerie. Welcome back to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. I'm gonna tell, <laughs> I gotta tell people where you were at last we spoke. Now you called in around, I think it was around March of last year, mm-hmm. of this year, 2023, or I don't know when this is gonna air. But anyway, you were episode. 610 Valerie started swinging became a unicorn and is now in an open relationship what I remember most about you is the ending where we left off I had a lot of questions about the thruple that you were in (laughs) but if people want to go and that's where we're going to start at this episode we're going to take it from there because I think you're still with that guy from the thruple Mm -hmm. but in that first episode if people want to hear it they could go back and hear your backstory like how you got into swinging you had a guy friend of yours and I have a question about that guy friend but he got you heavily into swinging once you got in you became like a unicorn you were banging couples you were with women you realized you like them you did some girl orgy and then you wound up meeting this couple and you had an instant connection with them they were together before you right you became in as a unicorn but we ended it with, I don't know, I remember just having a lot of questions because you, it ended with you and the guy like really developing a connection, more so of a connection than he had with the other woman. That That's what it seemed like to me. And I felt like, oh my God, is that going to be a problem with the other woman? I don't know. So <laughs> you're still with the guy, right? I am. Okay. Yeah. And what happened with the thruple? Are you still in a thruple? No. Okay. What happened to her? Yeah. So we, we tried to make it work. So I was very open to the idea, especially because I came in to that. So I, I wasn't like I had him and had never thought about it. I already knew what I was getting into. So he tried really hard to make it work with both of us. And it just wasn't something that that she was able to to handle. So well, was it because she saw that you guys had developed feelings and he she felt left out because it seemed like he had more feelings for you than her at this point? She definitely knew he had more feelings for me than her. Yeah. 
And so, and she isn't really able because of her situation to have the same kind of relationship that I can. Because she was married too, right? Yeah. 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 So I think either way, I think they, either way, they, if he had never met me, they still wouldn't have lasted, but it just escalated things pretty quickly. They would have lasted until he found somebody that was more available. That's what I remember thinking. Like she was available to a certain point, but because you were more and able to give him more, she was left in the dust. And that's what happens. You know, I mean, Listen, that sounds like a bum deal for her, right? But it is what happens when you leave relationships very open like that. I mean, there is always, and I said it on the first episode, like the biggest fear that everybody has if they get into a throuple is what if your partner cops feelings for the other person? And that's what happened. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) is she still in the circle? Because you're still in the lifestyle and you have a lot of stories to tell, right? But I mean, is she still in the lifestyle and do you guys still see her around? She is. um, She's definitely around. And we've we've managed to not run into her so far. (laughs) There will be a day that we do, for sure. And it, it probably will happen fairly soon, I imagine. But we've been staying out of areas where we think she would be just out of respect for her and and not wanting drama essentially. Well, last question. I mean, did she kick him to the curb and say, you know what, fuck you go with her and I'm never banging you again. Or did he tell her like, Hey, you know what? I'm more into Valerie and I don't want to be with you. Like how, what, how did it end officially? Yeah, it's, it was, somewhat mutual, but he probably led more of it. I think she just wasn't able to handle the situation and didn't, that's not what she wanted. And she wanted him all to herself. So he essentially said, I'm in love with her and, you know, I'm not going to let her go. So she gave him an ultimatum and he was like, no, I'm not going to leave her. For yeah. You. OK, I don't know why yeah. you're too, you're like you seem to um, tiptoe around the truth of the situation. I, I don't know. What's the big deal? Just tell the kind to her. Don't be kind. I Just tell the truth. Kind. Listen, I, everyone's a human being in this situation. Every single person in this throuple has to be held accountable for their own actions. There's no real victim. I mean, is she the victim? Oh, my God. You still her guy away you're so much better than her no you were more available there's a million reasons why she also let him go she has a fucking husband I mean we can all understand yeah that. yeah oh, no. I mean it doesn't <laughs> sound like it ended well though I'm just saying I mean it does sound no like... it didn't yeah 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 yeah. yeah yeah but it's just so funny I don't know you're like tiptoeing around I'm trying to get like the fucking drama and you're not giving it to me <laughs> there was a bit of that too yeah, and I hate to say it, if I was the other woman, that would aggravate me more if you were being so overly nice and draw, like tiptoeing around me. Like, just be fucking real. Like, you took her guy. You fell in love with him. <laughs> Sorry, bye-bye. I don't know. It's just, it's kind of funny. But it didn't end well. I didn't think it was going to. I remember the conversation at the end of the episode went like this, too. I kept trying to sort of make it seem like there was a lot of red flags, and you kept acting like, oh, no, blah, blah, blah. I can't explain it. It's the same kind of... I'm still learning. Yes, but the reality is you were involved in a real sort of messy situation that got messy, but that's life. You're still with the guy. Are you guys in the L word, like, love with each other? Uh, Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we're talking long-term life plans and all that good stuff that's great he's not married right 
Correct. You're yep. not married? Correct. But you guys are still very open, though, with each other. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And now, because you were in a throuple before, and now you're, you know, together, you and him, in a primary relationship, do you have different kinds of rules and regulations between the two of you to play in your <laughs> open relationship? <laughs> Because you might want to heed that other girl's warning. I don't know how much you want him to play around with someone else. (laughs) (laughs) I think, yeah, there's some stuff. I know when when we started, we played a lot in hotels and things like that. We would get together. It was once a week and then it was twice a week and it was three or four times a week. Yeah. And we, we played alone. We played in groups. We did all this stuff. And now playing alone... Or playing separately at a club or playing separately at a party or something like that is something that we're starting to do more because that's who he is. And it makes it's more of his personality. He'll do both. He'll play with me in the room or or not. And he's perfectly fine, but he likes to have that freedom and I'm OK with that. So we're doing that. But I said the one thing I I'm not comfortable with for the most part, is just him going off with some woman to a hotel somewhere for a few hours, even though we did it. So I feel like a hypocrite, but at the same time, well, we did it and look what happened. <laughs> well, you'd be stupid if you if you if you allowed him to do it. It's not you're not being a hypocrite. You know what he's capable. Look what happened. That girl gave him a little free rope and he fell in love with you. So it's just natural for you to be like, what if that happens to me? That's what happens to that girl. Like you'd be dumb not to think that way. Yeah. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictly anonymous podcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347 420 3579. That's 347 420 Three five seven nine. You could call that number twenty four seven. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. So yeah. you don't sound like a hypocrite. You sound smart, but you know, does he wanna play solo with women, like in a hotel room without you? Sometimes, how does he feel about you feeling that way? No, he's been great with it. He's just said, if that's where I am, that's fine. And if things change, they change. If they don't, he's still okay with it. And I think the bigger the bigger piece for him is, because I, I don't think, for us, there isn't a lack of trust. That's kind of the crazy thing, is I've never trusted some, somebody so much in my life in so many ways. But it's the, if we go to parties and he is has all the freedom in the world to flirt and take somebody back if there's somebody that doesn't like to play with another woman or doesn't like to be in groups or something like that he wants that freedom and to be himself in that sense and that i'm fine with that that doesn't bother me at all i love watching him (laughs) but if he goes back with somebody at a party it's fine with me the way he feels about me i don't i don't think they could get him to care the way he does about me, uh-huh. but 
I do. I don't like it's more for me the fact that it's taking time away from us or it's getting him distracted or would somebody outperform me? And so therefore he wants to spend more time with them. Those are the things that I get worried about, to be honest. But as far as him having feelings in the sense of he's had other women before in his life where like when he was married, where he cared about him. He wasn't in love with him, but he cared about him. And they were, I guess, I don't know if you'd say friends, more than friends, obviously, but somebody that he would spend a couple nights together over the once a month or whatever the case might be. But that's the kind of stuff that I just feel like, especially so new right now, I don't want that for us because it just, it takes away from us. Yeah, I get that. I think that's totally normal in the beginning of a relationship. Like, that's your guy. You know what I mean? And it's all new. Like, maybe five years from now, you'll feel different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing is I get nervous that even though I'm not jealous now and I'm not worried now and I'm not, if we went down that road at this point, and like you said, maybe five years from now, it's different. But at this point, I don't want to put anything in my way that I don't, that I haven't experienced yet that could hurt us long term. So I just want to make sure. I got my head on straight <laughs> for for all of it. Listen, my favorite quote is know thyself. If that's how you feel in this kind of relationship, you have to honor that. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks or how anyone else rolls. If that's the way you feel and you don't know that you'd be able to deal with it and you don't want to think about that right now because it's new, it's smart not to. And it's great yeah, that yeah. he's like totally fine with it, as he should be. That shows that he really cares about you. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you're now with him solo, right? And you started to go to parties together. What was the first thing that you guys started to do once you became together as a couple? All the new things. Yeah, the the party was a new one. <laughs> so we went to a, and of course, I always have to do things. The bigger, the better the first time, I guess. But that's how you roll. went to the biggest. I went to the biggest night for the club the first time I went. And then for this party, it was St. Patrick's Day. And it was, it was a lot of people packed into a tiny house and they had essentially, I want to say dungeon. It was like a dungeon in the basement with a swing and beds and different apparatus and stuff. And there's people outside fucking, there's people downstairs, oh there's people upstairs. And it was, it was a little crazy. And he had asked me, well, first he teases me because there were two black guys that came in and first thing they did was come to me and he always teases me that that's my I'm a magnet of some sort with that but so we had those but then there was he said if you could have anybody in the room and I pointed out there was a young guy that was very attractive really sweet and so we took him downstairs with another woman who was by and we played downstairs for a while and then the one black guy came by and we they he rick or they put me in a swing and we got to play in the swing and then kind of passed off from different spots in the in the house which was a lot of fun and definitely knowing everybody you're a lot more relaxed and there's a lot to do and a lot of people there and i think the only Downside was that I was new. So I was getting to know all these people for the first time, which is fine. That's what the club's like, too. So that part was 
somewhat normal, but he knew everybody. Like he just knew. Yeah, but everybody. you gotta be a little bit more specific about what went down. Like you brought a young guy and a girl down down to the basement into the dungeon what did you do with the girl what did you do with the guy and then what happened with the the black guy I mean what the fuck actually went down (laughs) so the the so we started on side-by-side beds or actually air mattresses which (laughs) I'm a little rough so air mattresses for me are a bad idea but we started on side-by-side air mattresses and it was funny because the girl that he was with he knows and they've played together and she's bi. So I was able to, to play with her as far as I could kiss her and touch her. And, and she would do the same with me. The guy that I had was really sweet and very, he's very attractive, cute as could be kind of like, it was kind of like being with a 16 year old. (laughs) He was just, he didn't know what to do. And he's like, are you okay with this? Everything he asked me before, which was nice, but it was funny too. But he's like, can I, can I, you know, can I stick my penis inside of you? Like it was very formal. Oh my like, God. Uh, yeah. I thought that's off. why we were here. You know? Did he use the word penis in during sex? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. What a turn yeah. off. <laughs> it was so funny. And, and of course my boyfriend's laughing. Cause he's like, you always pick them. I said, I know, thanks. <laughs> yeah, um, like, no, no vibe. I don't know. That's not like a hot guy to me. <laughs> no, no. It was just, it was hilarious. And that's how it all went. And he's like, can I come? And I said, oh, yeah. my God. You know? <laughs> when you say he was young, how young? Do you know? He was, he was probably mid thirties. Okay. And so, and I'm, I'm a bit older than that. So it was, <laughs> it, yeah, it was just hilarious. And so, of course, he teased me. And then at the same time, passing back and forth was the black guy. And so my boyfriend was like, call him in. And I did. And that was that was a lot more fun. So then you had sex with the black guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I had Rick and him at the or at the same time. Like spit roasting, all that kind of good stuff. Is this where the DVP comes into play or is that down the line? Because I know that there is a new DVP thing going down. Yeah, we didn't do it that night, but that comes later. Yeah, but they, yeah, I played with both of them. There was a section where there were other beds and a mirror and things like that. So I could watch what they were doing and they took turns with me and and then they put me in the swing. Oh, was the other girl, was the bisexual woman still there or did she bounce after she fucked your guy? She was, she bounced okay. after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so they put me in the swing and took took turns on the swing with me. Is that fun to be in that swing? It is when you know what you're doing. So what so do you have to you... do? What like what's the what's the key to having fun in a swing? I've never been on it's one, but rhythm. I wonder. It's rhythm. <laughs> it's rhythm. So it's if I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. If you if the the one guy pushed me out and backed away and then pulled me in. So if if you get the swing moving and you're you, it, both of you have to move it in the right Oh yeah, that makes way. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. If you put me in a swing and just try to bang me, <laughs> all I do is bounce away. So it's just 
know. So it's got to the the guy kind of has to be a little professional at it, or right because he's more controlling yeah. it, don't you think? The the person, yes, that's, right. So that guy has to know what's going to happen with the swing because I think it's not that intuitive if you're a guy that's never fucked a girl on a swing before. He might just think I could just bang her out like usual. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. And then I had my arms wrapped in it so it wouldn't. He wouldn't throw because he was a big guy. He was. He was a big guy. So I had my arms wrapped in it so I wouldn't fly off. (laughs) Yeah, so we were both taking, doing different things to keep it going in the right direction. But it's, yeah, if you just think that you're just going to put some woman in a swing and start banging away, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Right. There is a little art to it. But once you figure it out, it is like super hot. It is. Yeah. Interesting. And you can't do much. So you're kind of, it's like being strapped in. It's kind of like being tied up too, because you're totally at their mercy. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Cool. So you did the, so you did both of them on the swing. This is at your party now. Are people around watching too? Yes. Do you get off on that halls scene? I do. <laughs> it's one of the things I like about clubs and parties for sure. I just, I, I love them watching. We've been to a couple places where people line up, and I like that they line up. I like that they're watching. I like that they get off on it and that I can say no. In New Orleans, we were in kind of a tricky spot and it, and it was, the males were really aggressive. And so being able to say, no, you can't come here, but that one can. And picking them out of the crowd was kind of fun. Is it, is that called a gangbang or a train or what is that called? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a train, but I, we did this at the party too. So it was. Oh, at that same party after the swing? Yeah, yeah. So they they do line up and I didn't in that party I was I didn't let anybody else join in until I got out of the swing and and met them because I that was kind of a different situation and I knew I was gonna see them again and I wanted to know who they were and Yeah. yeah. But but that seems to happen often wherever I go is that they there will be various people watching and, and waiting to see if they can come in and a lot of people like to watch my boyfriend and I, which is really fun. So they'll line up for both of us. Well, okay. When you say line up, I'm assuming they're lining up to then fuck you too. Yeah. Okay. But your husband too? No. Is your husband, is your not husband, is your guy into guy and guy action? I forget. I don't remember. He is. Yeah. Okay. So now at these parties, is that okay to have go on? Because a lot of times I know it is shunned upon. It's that's interesting. I think one of the groups that we're with, they're more formal. I don't think he would ever do anything like that with this one group. It's just not how the guys are. Yeah. But I've introduced him to a by friend of mine, a couple by friends of mine, and we played with one of them together. And at the parties at the club, we have played with by guys together and we'll have a girl come in or we'll have just him and a guy and me. But the parties, not so much. Now that I'm thinking about it, the parties, we haven't really done that. And I think it's more the crowd that we've been with. It's very, I'm telling that. you, it's very, it's a very, it's a it's something I was very surprised about when I first started to do my show. I mean, word on the street is even in the swinger world, it is still very frowned upon. And it's not like a lot of those guys in those parties aren't by. Okay, they are, but they can't. 
do admit it. Like I have a girl that's coming on again. She's been on my show before. She has her own podcast. She runs a swingers party and a swingers club. She's like the head of it. She's like, we all know the bisexual guys. We all know they're all there, but nobody does anything because even in that world, it's kind of like there's still a little stigma attached. So, and you would think it would be the opposite because you think all these people are so open, but that's like the last thing to be, the last stigma to be removed, even in that world. It's weird. So that party, that night, you have a line of people too. Like how many guys do you fuck in that one party night? Do you know? <laughs> Can you count? That, <laughs> that night, actually, I think it was only, I think it was four, but yeah, I just stuck with people that I was comfortable with and then for the first time and then tried to get to know the rest of them upstairs but yeah i mean even in some of the parties it's six or eight in a couple of hours but then you do like after you get into the parties you guys become a part of this like elite circuit of swingers or i don't know what you'd even call it i don't know what is this elite group that you're a part of <laughs> yeah it's so we had a couple different circles going one of them was professional very intelligent highly educated making a ton of money professionals that he's known for a long time and very wonderful people, just fantastic people. So they definitely, the sapiosexual person, right? They're, they've got your brain going and they can do wonders in bed playing too. And so we started getting invited to that group. And then there was another group that is kind of like the, mid-range they all know each other they've all known each other forever and we were getting invited there too and then there was a third group that we randomly got connected with that was my favorite to be honest because it was you know like eight different couples some of them are couples that that my boyfriend had known before and just randomly we found out we all knew each other so I knew of them a couple of them I had met before and played with before and then we all started combining, and that's the one that they would also invite three or four black guys in with us so that the women didn't wait for anything. If one guy was done, there was somebody else right there for you. And they have a whole room set up to to accommodate whatever you want. So we were essentially playing in those three circles, and they all overlap slightly. And... I mean, just have every weekend, it seemed like, for several months, we were somewhere. The ones with the, the couple that have the room set up, they, we go in, they're fantastic people. We go into their home, we all hang out and eat and get to know each other for an hour or so. And then it's it's actually kind of funny. The husband looks around and he goes, asked the wife he's like are you ready and she says yep i'm ready and they look at everybody else and like everybody upstairs and so we go upstairs and they have a room where they have a like a king-size bed and music and lights and all kinds of stuff set up and then they have this i don't even know what you call them all but one one bench where you can strap in your hands and your legs in the air but you lay down They've got another thing set up that's similar that you can strap into and then one that you can bend over and then they have mats on the floor and it's just, it's, it's like a complete sex room. And then, and we play in piles on whatever apparatus that night there is. So usually I start off on the bed and my boyfriend will get me started because that's what I prefer. And then 
he brings somebody over, I bring somebody over and it'll either be the guy that's hosting or it'll be one of his friends and it's like spit roasting and, and all of that. And then usually at some point in the night, we call someone over and we do at least once we'll do DVP with usually my boyfriend and another guy. And that I like. So we might do that a few times. When was your DVP? Like, where did it happen? The first time we went to this couple's party, about halfway through the night, my boyfriend pulled me over and put me on top of him. And so I was riding him and then he called over the one guy that I thought was pretty hot. And it was one of the BBC guys. And he pulled him over and said, get behind her. And that guy was really, he was so funny. He said, both of us at one time, are you sure? And he, and I said, absolutely do it now. And just, this is something that I want. And so he came in with my boyfriend and we had the whole DVP thing going on, which actually gets my boyfriend off sometimes, which is fun to watch. So because he DVP is two dicks inside at the same time. So he's his dick yep. is right. I mean, he's by right. So, of course, it's going to get. Yeah. Him off. I mean, his dick is rubbing up not only inside of you, but up on another cock. So I would think it's like his uh, bisexual man's dream. <laughs> yeah, I right? think so. Think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he said just he said it's really intense because it's that much more tight and you've got motion going on. And and he's really good at getting people into a rhythm because if you have two guys that one's going in out one's going in it it doesn't work so you got to so get the rhythm you've got to get the rhythm and we've been with a few people that they can't and so i'm done i i fit i'm just out but he's really good at talking people through getting the rhythm so that they're both going in at the same time and out at the same time and everybody's comfortable and making sure that I'm in the right position, because that's the other part, is if I'm not in the right position, then it's really hard for them both to stay in, even though they're both pretty substantial guys. Which is a whole other question I have for you. Like, how can you take two big dicks inside of you at the same yeah. time? But what is that best position? Like you just said, oh, I have to be in the right position. What is that best position to be in to take those two at the same time? Yeah, it seems that and this is coming from from my boyfriend because I'm happy with whatever okay. I actually and I'm very active. So I'll I move too, but usually he pulls me down so that I'm more parallel to whoever's on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And I guess that puts everything in the right place as far as for both of them to have the right angle to be in. And I'm always with somebody that's pretty substantial. So it's not like the one on the bottom because the angle is going to fall out. They're big enough to get in there and do what they need to do. But he usually pulls me parallel or pushes me down parallel to whoever's on the bottom. And that seems to work better for everybody. But the, you're, so there's one guy underneath you and one guy on top. Yep. And that's how. Do you ever do DP? No. Double penetration. No. Interesting. Are you not a, a three input girl? I, I don't like it and I've done anal before and again I like guys that are big so it gets to be more painful than fun so then so that's been off the table I'm not gonna that's been off the table for a while 
But VP, for whatever reason, I can and I love it. And Well, that's a totally different thing. Your pussy is very different from your ass. I mean, some women just don't like anal. And if you don't like it, it's very different. But you like, but you like the DVP. I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so the rhythm is important. <laughs> the rhythm's important. The angle's important. Yeah, and I think the other thing that I found is important is just starting off. There was one guy that came in without asking, mind you, came in from behind me once and just rammed himself in there. That doesn't work either. So first of all, A, ask permission, but B, just going in a little bit slowly and and at least at the beginning definitely helps. Right. Well, I mean, I would think the woman, because you know how it's feeling and stuff, should control it. I mean, I know I always liked anal when I was younger and I know a lot of girls don't and I know it's because a lot of girls just don't know how to speak up for themselves or say like fucking stop that shit right now. And so there's some guy just like shoved a dick inside their ass and they're like, oh my God, yeah. that fucking kills. I was just always aggressive and I take their dick and I would lead it in. I would control the whole situation. It happened the way I wanted to, depending on how I felt. And it was fucking great. But I had to control it because I know how it feels. A guy has no clue. He could just shove his dick in. Yeah. He doesn't get it. If he's never had anal, he doesn't understand how it goes. So I think, you know, it's very important for the guy to take the cue from the woman. That's your pussy. You're, you're going to know when you could take another one, how many you could take, who could come in, who can't. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. That's important. How does some guy walk in and try to do a DVP without permission? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Needless to say, we don't play with him anymore. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's bad swinger etiquette, right? Yeah. I was shocked. I really was. Yeah. So what are the CPO sexual parties like? They are, they're funny. Everybody hangs out in the kitchen and talks. They might be naked. They might not be naked. They hang out in the kitchen and they talk and then and eat and look around and go, hey, you want to go upstairs? And we go upstairs and we play. And when we play, the rooms are set up so that there's multiple beds in a room. Uh -huh. But usually it's one guy and one girl playing at a time is what I've noticed. And so my boyfriend and I are one of the few that we'll take a girl upstairs and play with a girl or we're happy to take another guy upstairs but even the guys they get intimidated by my boyfriend and then performance anxiety and things like that we don't do that a lot so we have a few friends that we know are okay so they're they're women and I can go down on them and there's one woman the last party I think that we went to there there were two women that I could go down on them while Rick, while my boyfriend was behind me and then while he was fucking them I could kiss them or play with their breasts or get behind my boyfriend, which he likes a lot. And I'll often get behind him because he wants me to and he likes it. And I'll push with him as he's, you know, pumping away on them. I'll be doing the same with him, but I'll hold his balls and have my hand on his back. And and then he feels he likes that a lot. And you enjoy watching him. Let me ask you this. What's the etiquette with girl-on-girl -girl action at these parties and stuff? Like, how do you know which girls are down to hook up with? I mean, how, how does that work? Yeah, he usually knows them. So he knows if they right. will or okay. won't. He, mm -hmm. he preps me ahead of time. And he says, this one will, this one won't. This yeah. will do this one. 
and then if we don't know, we'll just ask. So if I like them, he'll approach and say, do you want to go back with us? And then if they say yes, then we'll go back and I'll say, just ask. Yeah, yeah. Is it okay if I touch you? Is it okay if I kiss you? Is it okay? And some will say no. Some will say, I'm okay if you go down on me, but I'm not okay going down on you. And I'm like, fine. That's fine. I get that. Yeah. And so it's just a lot of asking questions if we don't know. That's the way it should be. Do you live together now? We're working on that. We will be. Okay. Yeah, but not yet. Okay, so now, and you're not married or engaged or anything like that, but you're in correct. A, but you're in a relationship, like that's your guy, your boyfriend. Did you have the talk? Yep. <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, no matter how old you are, it's the same shit, you know. It you, is right. <laughs> that's why you laugh. It sounds so like we're sixteen, but it happens even when you're any age. It's the same fucking nonsense. But it's what you want and what you need. So you had the talk. You're definitely dating. You're working towards moving together now. You don't play solo at all, but you're starting to play solo when you're at parties. Is that correct? So parties and and the club will go to different rooms and play with individuals so that we're not in the same room together. Right. And that's, you're fine with that. And he's fine with that. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, (laughs) we're fine with it. I actually prefer watching him. I get off on watching him, but it is, I'm, you know, we still play alone and, and that's fun too. Now I know the last thing that you did tell me that you got into is more BDSM play together. Like what kind of stuff have you done with him? He's, very dominant and it's kind of the running joke with us which I'm sure he'll be upset that I actually say out loud <laughs> that he'll tell me when I can dom him yeah I'm like no we're gonna work on that I'm gonna dom you when I want to dom you not when you tell me oh to my god you. that's hilarious um so it's it's actually yeah it's pretty funny but we're doing we're looking for classes especially because we've been traveling back and forth to California and there's a place down there and there's a place where we are now that we're looking for places to do the ropes. So, because I want him to learn to tie me. Oh, like Shabari? Um, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then we are, we do, whenever we get the chance, we use whatever apparatus that he can strap me into. And sometimes I'll do the same for him. So, do you and consider then, yourself a switch? Are you the dom and the sub, depending on the oh, day? Oh, yeah. I am definitely a switch. Yeah. Yeah. That's Um, great because I think that that's more rare. It's great mm -hmm. that you like both sides of it. That's what I think. I just think a lot of guys want a girl to be dominant with them sometimes, especially a lot of alpha guys, like the ones that you would never think, right? Because guys typically are very alpha in their regular life. So they like to kind of be dommed in private. It's like it's it's like their release. But I just feel like a lot of women, they don't want to be so dommed. So I think it's it's great that you could do that switch. But it sounds like maybe your guy, it's hard for him to let go of that. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's like, it's just like the running joke because he yeah. wants that and he likes that. But yeah. he also, I'm like, but you don't get to tell me when I'm going to do it. So, well, it's a lot about trust. BDSM, there's a lot of trust and stuff involved. He's got to learn to let go of that. And then he would get into what they call subspace. That's how people get into subspace. It's like it's like just completely surrendering to the other person. But I think it's, I, I don't think it's easy. It's like a learned kind of a thing. Yeah. 
And that's yeah. why BDSM, like real BDSM, hardcore people that are under BDSM, there's a lot of talking. There's a lot of negotiating. There's writing. There's homework. There's a lot of other stuff before there's actual sex that goes down. <laughs> You know, exactly. You know that. I was surprised about that when I first started to do my show and really talk to people that there's a lot of that that goes into it before. So it's a, it's very mental and it's a mind fuck. And that's real BDSM. That's when you're really into it. Yeah. And I think he's had people that were kind of BDSM light. And I, I would say I'm fairly light, but yeah. not I'm I'm probably somewhere in the middle, I guess. Yeah. On the spectrum. But I think that's the piece that where he trusts me completely and he will let me do things to him that nobody has been allowed to do to him before. Yeah. And it's really great. And I love it. And it's a good way to connect. But I do think he's learning even that just what you said, there's a, there's a piece to it. There has to be a lot of talking. You have to, even if you have complete trust in someone, there's, you know, okay, you said you're okay with this, but what if I take it up a notch? Is that okay? Or if I do it this way, is that okay? And, and you really, are you, do you still feel safe? Is there anything that's going to trigger you? Is there, what's happened in your past? Because if something's happened in your past, I'm not going to do anything that might touch on that for right now. Yeah, that's you know? why. And, yeah, it's very important to have all that. Because I think once you get the, all that done, that's why it is easy for the people who are involved to really let go and enjoy the scenario and then they get into what people say is subspace where you are just like totally out of your body kind of thing like that's, yeah. that's how people describe it but I think all that negotiation and talk is there for a reason like you said it's to get you to that place where you fully trust you could think you fully trust somebody but you really don't when it comes down to BDSM like this you need a, a lot more to trust someone in that scenario because like you said there's all these like there could be triggers a lot of stuff that goes into it but is it something that you guys are getting more into? We are. Yeah. He wants to try because he knows I like it. And then we met one of the guys I met in California is really into it. So uh -huh. It's been a good way to, he's been a good resource for finding, sounds kind of corny, but classes. No, and that's smart. People yeah. that can help you work into it and give you ideas and Oh, it's a whole world and it is an art and there's a lot more to it than people understand. It's not like that stupid book that was out there. And I think people just think that that's what it's about. I learned a lot about BDSM because of my show, really. And I was so surprised. That was one of the other things I was very surprised at when I did my show of how much talk and homework and writing and all this stuff that went into it. But when you really learn about it, you understand. So I think it's it's not corny to get that information of where those classes are and stuff because that's what it's all about. You need to be educated. It's a, a whole world and it's there's yeah. a lot to it. And it's very mental, not just physical. It is. It you know? really is. Yeah. That guy that you met, is he a dom? Is he a sub? He will tell you he's a switch. Yeah. I know he's definitely a sub. Uh -huh. um, he has two women, so he has a girlfriend, and then he has a whatever other girlfriend, I guess, is what he would say. But he lets them do things to play out scenarios and and all of that. But he'll say he's a switch. I haven't heard him ever talk about not being domed. If he was like a dom guy, he would totally be grooming you to be his sub. But he's not. He's right. more into be being the sub himself, which I think a lot of exactly. guys are. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I remember somebody told me, somebody I 
before I technically was in the lifestyle I used to play with, he used to say the same thing. He said, I do, I have to make decisions and be in charge all day long. So I want you to be in charge now. Think and I'm about just going to let go. Think about so, it. It makes sense. Yeah, like literally, like they always say, it's like that CEO of the company that's like in the dungeon wearing yep. panties and getting <laughs> fucked in the ass by some chick. It's if you, <laughs> and that if, would be this guy. <laughs> oh, exactly. Exactly the scenario. Yep. Yeah. And because that's the release, it's becoming like the opposite. I made a joke once and it's just like the way I could kind of relate because I'm not into BDSM, but like I call, so, I have this uh, person called called vacation Kathy and that's me like when I go on vacation I don't know where anything is I have the worst sense of direction I don't want to drive I like lose my (laughs) wallet 10 times I'm like useless and it's because that is the way I relax I give up all that stuff it is the opposite of who I am in real life I am take control on fucking top of everything doing everything (laughs) so together I know where I'm going I want to drive so vacation Kathy is like the best I'm so chill like whatever I don't fucking care because that's how I relax right it's got to be the opposite of like who you are in your regular life right (laughs) so I think we all kind of roll that way Uh, whether it's on a vacation or in a dungeon you want to do the you want to do the opposite how else are you going to escape from your regular persona we all have that vacation person in us I don't know but so it's interesting though when I hear of a woman who could be a switch because I feel like there's a lot of guys that want that dom like I'm not someone that would want to dom a guy because I'm like a little dominant in my regular life so I really love being a sub but I know that so many guys love the dom girl so take your lessons become the dom get your guy to submit even more to you he probably has it in him to do it more I just think he's holding on a little bit to some control because you, yeah. you just need to groom him more and get into that world more. <laughs> but, I'm definitely going to work on that. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. But I'm happy for you. It sounds like, you know, not only that you're having like a lot of fun, that you found a guy that you really care about and you fell in love and you have a life partner now. And I think that that must be great for you. So congratulations on that. My last question, and I forgot to ask this in the beginning, but, you know, because there was that guy that got you very involved in the lifestyle. And I was always like, did he ever get to bang you? He never did. Nope. Still to this nope. day. <laughs> Oh he still tries once in a while but of course yeah, he, i can imagine he has not he is not <laughs> oh my god that so, poor guy that's so funny yeah, i remember I, wondering I was wondering because yeah. we may end up spending a, a weekend at the same party and we just got invited to a party and i know he's been there a couple times and if he ends up there it's going to be a really long weekend because it's going to be nope 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 Oh, my God. Poor guy. You can't just throw one for the team. (laughs) I mean, look at how he changed. Look at I know. I get it. I get it. If you're not into him, you're not into him. But look all he did for you. You're like with the guy. I mean, he changed your whole life. I mean, because he really was the catalyst to get you into all this. Right. I mean, that was. Yeah, he was. was. Yeah. And he's never reaped any kind of rewards. (laughs) I know. I actually saw him a few weeks ago and well, we we made a big deal, I guess earlier this year about telling him he didn't know about my boyfriend and I, he didn't realize what was going on. Yeah. 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 And so I made a big deal about telling him where I was with him. And then we saw each other a few weeks ago and I I was like, I hate to say it, but thank you. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Like you gave me the best man that I ever could have found. Yeah. I mean, if you're not going to give him a blow job, send him something, (laughs) give him like, I don't know. 
a golf lesson well, that was or what a guy's like. like. How grateful are you? <laughs> yeah. I'm not that grateful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You should be grateful, but you can't fuck them if you're not into it. That's what guys don't understand. Girls just don't roll yeah. like that. Especially when you've been friends with a guy for a long time. But I'll tell you this. This is the last thing I'm just going to tell you because I used to always feel like, oh, if you're not attracted to someone, you're just not attracted to them. And then um, there was a time where I was with a, a really good guy friend of mine who I was not into at all like never once did mm. I think twice about him and I went over his house one day and uh he was wasted because it was like his company's Christmas party or something like that shit when he had never made a move on me we were like BFFs for a very long time um and we always talked about sex and stuff but never you know never and like for so somehow he like made a pass at me right and if you would have stopped him right when his lips were one inch away from mine and if you would have stopped time right then and said hey Kathy what do you think is gonna happen now I would have said I'm gonna fucking throw up if he kisses me that's like what I would have <laughs> said like I like you know, he kissed me and let me tell you it was like fucking chemistry like I mm. never felt in my whole life. And he had the biggest dick. I was like, you've been sitting across <laughs> from me with this huge dick in your pants and you're like the best kisser and you're so good in bed all this time. And so I always say to people now, like, I don't know, don't give up on somebody or decide you have zero chemistry until you have that first makeout. Because listen, there's plenty of times you're going to have that makeout and you're going to be like, ugh, when you are going to want to throw up. But let me tell you, in that <laughs> scenario, I didn't. And it really changed my view of things because I was like, who knew? Mm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. knew? And I still fucked that guy to this day. So there you go. Every time I talk to you, Valerie, I'm going to ask you if you fucked your friend yet. But I'm happy for you that you have your boyfriend and you're happy and you got your guy. Good luck to to you guys. I think it's like a little love story that you have. Things ended up well for you. And so that's great. And thanks so much for calling in and giving me this update. Send me some more pics if you can. You sent me hot pics last time if you have like anonymous pics. You know how I roll for my Patreon. Yeah. And I will give you free access to my Discord. There's now like over 1,900 people on there. So since you came on my show, I'll give you free access to my Discord. You could go in there and talk to people. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a whole group of people. And there you could post anything, X-rated, R-rated, whatever you want to do on there, you could do. I'll send you a link when your episode is up so you could go in there and talk to people and be like, hey, I'm Valerie from episode whatever. But thanks so much for calling in and giving me the update. Well, It was thank a good you. one. Thanks, Valerie. Thanks. Have a good holiday. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or 
situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.